0: Hello and welcome back, it's another Monday and you know what that means, it's time for another Mailtime episode. I'm your host Molly, I produce the Paranormal Activity podcast and Mondays are all about you. This is where we read through some of your paranormal experiences that you've sent through to us, whether that's on email, whatsapp or socials. And today is no different with an email from Tom all the way from Berlin. He writes, Hi Yvette, I was just catching up on your recently discovered podcasts, and you requested some of our experiences. We always want to hear your experiences. Please never feel shy about sending them in. These are all true and feel free to use them as you wish. Excuse the writing, but it may give you something to laugh about. So here we go. So Tom's really treated us not with just one experience, but five. So I can't wait to get my teeth into these. The first one's titled Horses and Dreams. My grandmother always told me that if you wanted your good dream to come true, just tell the dream in detail before your first meal of the day, normally breakfast, it will certainly come true, she said. I've never heard this before. I have never forgotten this, so when I was 14 years old, we lived out in the country in an old farmhouse. One night I had a vivid dream of a wild horse coming down the road, from right to left looking from our old front porch. I remember the colour and the markings of the horse very well, so the moment I awoke, I ran to my mum and told her about my dream. I always wanted a horse and begged her to let me stay home and capture it. She refused and said that I had to go to school that day. After breakfast, I was set on my way to catch the school bus on the main highway which was about a mile from the house. I was bound and determined not to go to school, so I walked as slowly as possible and for some strange reason, I missed the school bus. (laughs) He does put a wink in brackets here. (laughs) I see what you're doing, Tom. I knew that Dad's car wasn't running, so I had my chance for a free horse. I found an old rope and made a lasso and sat on the porch and waited for about 15 minutes. Grandmother was right. That same horse in my dream came by, heading in the same direction. Before I could go out to capture the animal, my father stopped me. Never mess with a wild horse, son. You know that my dad was thrown from one and died. Too bad. But grandmother was right. I have never heard that about capturing your dreams the next day. I don't know if that's more of a thing in Germany. I'd honestly never, ever heard of that before. But that is absolutely astounding. The exact same horse comes through that you saw in your dreams with the same markings. Your grandmother must have been right. It's very interesting with so much going on in dreams, whether that's lucid dreams, Yvette saw her dad in a dream, visitation dreams there must be something that does happen or maybe we pass through into another world when we do go to sleep I remember as a child having a dream and it was I was only little and it was that a new park got built play park got built near us and I remember the next day my dad was driving along and I didn't realize oh there's a park there now um and in my dream there was one of those like it's like a metal rocket that you get in and it Um, swings forward and back and I remember that specifically in my dream and that was in the park and it just blew my mind so maybe there is some connection there what happens in our dreams to our waking world I'd love to find out more about this Tom's next story is titled Grandmother's Death my grandmother was very sick and in her final hours my mum sat beside her to comfort her as best as possible suddenly grandmother opened her eyes and smiled she said Anne Isn't that wonderful? My mum looked at my grandmother and asked what she meant. Why, it's my husband with two angels coming to get me. Then she closed her eyes, smiled and passed away. That is so lovely. I have heard some things about nurses say when, and hospice nurses, and if you are a nurse or work in a hospice, do get in touch and let me know if um, if this is something that you're familiar with or you've heard of. When people get close to death, they start seeing people that they haven't before, like little visitations from from people who've previously passed on, which is lovely because, for me anyway, it would make me feel comfortable about whatever chapter I'm going into next. Tom's third story is called I'm Not Staying Here. He writes, this is another true incident and happens as follows. My father found an old house to rent that we could afford. It was an old wooden house and rather run down. We were living there for a few days when the neighbour came over to say hello to us. How did you find the house, she asked. Mum said, it's not bad, but there's a stain on the kitchen wall, I just can't scrub away. Oh, said the neighbour, that is probably where the husband killed his wife. Didn't you know? This did shake mum up a bit, I can imagine, but since we couldn't afford to move again, she was determined to stay. A few evenings later, as my dad was working the graveyard shift, we were sitting on the swing in the front porch with one of our relatives who came to visit. It was one of those hot southern nights with no wind, and that is why we were sitting there, hoping for at least a small breeze. Suddenly, from under the porch came a ball of what looked like smoke. It was somewhat transparent and as large as a beach ball. It moved to a small bush, several feet from the porch, and then stopped. Mum grabbed me by the hand as the object started to return to the porch. Mum said, let's get in the house. Needless to say, mum made dad find another place within days. I would be the same as your mum there. Having heard that somebody's died in the house for one, the stain won't come off the wall for whatever reason. And now you're seeing this smoky vapour moving around on a day with no wind or anything like that. You are looking for wind um, what what could that be? it's unexplainable um, I'd be exactly the same as your mum there and would be out of there Tom's fourth story is titled I Saw My Own Spirit in the 70s my wife worked days and I worked nights one early morning as I awoke without opening my eyes I could hear my wife moving about in the next room I found that I was laying on my back with my hands on my chest Without panic, I realised also that I was completely paralysed and could not even open my eyelids. I tried to move my foot and even to make a sound to shake me out of this condition, but nothing worked. I hoped that my wife would brush against the bed and release me from this strange condition. I was fully alert, but trapped in this paralysed body. Still not panicking and finding this condition interesting, I tried another method to get me out of this. I thought that if I could stretch my arms out wide, this would help. Then, for some reason, I thought and felt that I really did move my physical arms. As my eyes opened, I saw for a split second and my physical hands were still on my chest, and at the same time, I saw my spirit hands slide into my physical hands like putting on gloves. How interesting is that? When you first started... When I first started reading this story, straight away I was like, sleep paralysis, it must be sleep paralysis... And I was expecting you to see something horrible at the end of your bed, which you thought was your wife, but wasn't your wife in the end. But I've never heard of this. It sounds like an out-of-body experience that you had. I don't know how you got into that. Um, maybe maybe you were so relaxed and in a state of mind that, that allowed for this to happen. It also sounds, I don't know how you stayed calm in that, because if I woke up and realized I couldn't move, um, I'd be panicking big time. So you've done really well to stay calm. Uh, You seem like a very cool, calm and collected person, Tom. The fifth story, the fifth and final story, is called The Frog That Wouldn't Stay in the Lake. Sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? Um, So Tom writes, My cousin told me that frogs were lucky. I don't know how she got that idea, but I never argued with her about it. She started collecting small porcelain frog figurines and had quite a collection. One day, she handed me a small porcelain green frog, which was in a kneeling position and its hands were clasped in a praying manner. Here, she said, this will bring you good luck. Well, I didn't believe in such things, but I took it anyway. I stuck it on my car dashboard and it remained there for a couple of years. Due to the hot sun, over the years the green paint flaked off his head, but I kept it anyway. I can say that I never had any noticeable change in look, one way or the other. Then, all of a sudden, for a whole week, one thing after another went wrong. Things got so bad one day that as I drove into my parking space at home, I grabbed the green frog and tossed it into the lake at our apartment complex. It was an act of frustration, but it was the only way for me to let off steam. It did give me some sense of satisfaction. The following morning, I was the first to arrive at my office before any of my employees. To get to my locked office door, I had to unlock another outer door which no one else had a key to. As I stepped up to my office door, I kicked something against it. As I looked down, I got a cold chill down my spine. I couldn't believe my eyes. There was the green frog, with paint missing from his head. That same frog I threw in the lake the night before. I had to sit down. My God, I would too. I sat holding the frog for several minutes in disbelief, my mind in a swirl, wondering how could this be? I ultimately threw the frog into the dumpster and slammed the lid shut. It never returned, but I can still not understand how something like this could ever happen. Oh my goodness, how did the frog get back? Reminds me of like a cursed object or something, but then Tom does write a little PS at the bottom, which seems to bring all the pieces of the puzzle together. He writes, It never occurred to us that my cousin, who gave me the porcelain frog, had died shortly before the incident. With all the problems I was having at the time, it never occurred to us that she may have retrieved the frog and laid it before my office door to say that she was okay and she was thinking of me how lovely is that I really really want that to have been your cousin just reaching out and saying look everything's okay I'm okay I know you're having a bit of a rubbish time at the minute but everything's going to be okay such such a great set of paranormal experiences there Tom thanks so much for sharing them with us and you can share your paranormal stories with us we want to hear them all and you can get in touch with us at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. If you want to get directly to me, that's Molly with a Y at paranormalpod.co.uk on email. You can send in a voice note for free on our WhatsApp. That's on 07599927537. 27537. And you can also get in touch on any of our social media accounts too. We've got another main episode on Thursday. Don't forget, if you want to get that a day early, as well as our bonus episodes, you can go to www.paranormalpod.co.uk to find out options on how to get your hands on those. As always, I wish you a wonderful rest of the week. And remember, things aren't always as they seem.